This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, everybody, to the flagship podcast. I am Horns 24-7 columnist Chip Brown, joined as always by our fearless leader, the managing editor of Horns 24-7, the one and only Taylor Estes. Taylor, how you doing? Chip, I'm doing well, ready to talk some Big 12 football with you today on the flagship podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm right there with you. We are headed into Big 12 play this week. Texas taking on Texas Tech at 11 a.m. And today we learned Texas might have three straight 11 a.m. kickoffs, Taylor. Texas yeah. Tech, TCU will be at 11. And of course, Texas OU is usually either 11 or 2.30. So we'll see. But definitely back-to-back 11 a.m. games. Yeah, it's going to be uh, some early mornings for the Horns 24-7 staff. We'll say that because those 11 a.m. games are always good to get out of the way for the workday type of thing. But our days usually start at like 6 a.m. So yeah. a lot of that ahead. Got to get some rest. <laughs> That's right. Kegs and eggs. And Kegs and eggs. Exactly. And we, we recapped the Rice game um, in, our, in our Sunday uh, podcast, which we do during the football season. And of course, we're recording today on Monday uh, to give you a little something to listen to on your drive home. And so we've heard from Steve Sarkeesian and his assessment of the 58 to nothing beatdown of Rice, Taylor. And, you know, the thing that stood out, I, I, I think, is his talk about Casey Thompson, the the quarterback play, and he said that Casey will definitely be the starter against Texas Tech and that he hopes to get Hudson Card into the game. He'd like to have that happen, but he said each game has uh, sort of its own flow. And so it sounded to me a little bit like uh, that's a maybe. It You know, last week it was – we'll get Hudson into the game this week. It's more of a maybe, and that's, that's to be expected. I mean, this is big 12 play. If the offense is moving under Casey Thompson, who's led Texas to points on 16 of his last 18 drives, 14 of those touchdowns, then you're going to stick with that. I asked Sark about, you know, the ability to call plays when a quarterback is in rhythm. And he said, yeah, oh yeah, that, that definitely makes life a lot easier uh, for me as a play caller and for the offense. So I think we're moving on with with Casey Thompson as the quarterback. Yeah, that was the first time that Steve Sarkeesian has just said maybe, you know, with either one of them, even when Hudson Card was the or Hudson Card was the starter, you know, he always left the door kind of open. But you know, Chip, I think that this is something that needs to happen, you know. I mean, while obviously non-conference games matter, the games that matter most are the ones that you play in conference. 
Um, and, you know, I think that having the back and forth or even the the talk of potentially having a back and forth, I feel like doesn't really do anybody any good at this point. Now that the first three games are over with, you've seen what both have to offer. And it's been clear that Casey has been the more efficient quarterback when he's been in games. And that's continued since the, the Alamo Bowl against Colorado. So, you know, um, I mean, I think that this is probably a good thing, though, too, for Hudson Card. You know, we were talking after Sarkeesian, you know, last last year, Hudson Card's redshirt freshman year really was not a true redshirt freshman year. I mean, he he enrolled early, didn't have spring ball, didn't have a normal summer, didn't have normal fall camp and didn't have a normal season. So, you know, I think it's probably better that he sits on the bench and kind of watches Casey Thompson and learns from him because Casey Thompson has done that for the last three years behind Sam Ellinger and it's paid off. And we talked to Casey Thompson today and he talked about that and how much he learned from just watching Sam Ellinger kind of go through the motions. So I think that this is, you know, a good call right now, um, especially if the offense is moving as well as it is under Casey Thompson. Yeah. And you listen to the players, the players always know. And in talking to Bijan Robinson, DeMarvian Overshawn after the game, and even talking to players today, they sense Casey Thompson's experience, you know, and that's something that DeMarvian Overshawn talked about said, Hey, you can feel his experience. I, I came in with the guy. I've seen him for three years as a backup. I, I've, I know how hard he works. And, and Xavier Worthy saying that, you know, he doesn't get ruffled. He doesn't get phased by things that happen, including the interception that Casey Thompson threw against Rice, where he got hit as he was throwing. Uh, Thompson, you know, Xavier Worthy called it a one a next play mentality. And and then, you know, Casey comes back and and leads them to touchdowns on his next five drives. So that's that's what you want to hear from the players. The players need to have confidence. Also, DeMarvian Overshawn mentioned that he's on punt team and he knew Casey was killing it because they never had to punt against Rice. And he's like, if I don't have to go out on punt, I'm happy. I'm slapping those guys on the butt saying great job. So um you know, there's just seems to be a lot of confidence right now among the players in in Casey Thompson. And, you know, if there's a takeaway from the Rice game, that's it to me. I mean, obviously the running game was fantastic. A ton of guys got to play. They, you know, were playing without Jade Barron, who we learned today was the one who tipped off B.J. Foster um, on the interception that he had against Arkansas. He said, hey sit down in this zone they're going to throw the glance and they did and Jade Barron out for a few weeks with a knee injury uh, impressive little nugget there but that to me was the takeaway from the Rice game you found your quarterback and and now here comes Texas Tech and you better have uh, your quarterback and you better be in that mode of week to week improvement on offense, defense, and special teams, it needs to start now, Taylor, because then comes TCU, then comes OU, then comes Oklahoma State. Yeah, the gauntlet of the schedule is upon Texas right now. And, you know, you're going to learn a lot about the Longhorns over the next few weeks, but I still don't even think that you can really count out even Texas Tech. You know, I mean, this is a program where Matt Wells is, I believe, in his third year there. Um, they haven't really, you know, performed probably up to the standard that many Texas Tech fans would have liked in his first two seasons. But, you know, they're 
what are they three and oh right now going into this game and they have you know their transfer quarterback Tyler show who is playing pretty well I mean he's the third ranked quarterback in the big 12 right now averaging I think 270 yards per game passing so that that's going to be a challenge in itself too and I think that Texas really definitely cannot get into a position where they may be looking ahead at the gauntlet and not looking at the Red Raiders because this is a different Red Raider team. And and Steve Sarkeesian talked a little bit about that. You know, when you hear Texas Tech football, you think of the air raid, you think of the Mike Leach type of offenses, but Texas Tech has a really solid running game this year too. So they have the opportunity to beat you both ways. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very intrigued to kind of see how this season goes. So I think the pressure is on Matt Wells a little bit in year three, um, leading the charge there, but, you know, they're doing things differently and it's working early on. So this, you know, Texas can't be overlooking this upcoming game either. Right. And, and it's, it's actually pronounced Tyler Shuck. I don't know how you get Shuck (laughs) from from the way he spells his name, which he spells it like Doe, O-U-G-H, but it's, it's, uh, actually pronounced Tyler Shuck. And he's, he obviously is the Oregon transfer and, and Steve Sarkeesian talked about, you know, he's a big kid. He's 6'5", he's 225, and he's got experience. You know, he's played in big, meaningful games at Oregon. And so, um, you know, he's got a big arm. He's finding their number one receiver, Eric Azukanma, who leads the Big 12 in receiving yards and is averaging almost 22 yards per catch. This guy had seven catches for 91 yards and a touchdown against Texas last year. They know about Eric Azukanma, who was a preseason all big 12 and, and a guy you, you know, totally have to game plan for. Uh, I'm right there with you, Taylor. I mean, this is kind of the perfect, like lull you to sleep opener in the big 12. It kind of was last year and Texas almost went to sleep, um, you know, down 15 with 313 left. They needed minor miracles to, to come back in that game. They got them, including that onside kick recovery. Sam Ellinger was like, you know, seven of eight passing in the final three minutes of that game. But this Texas Tech team has, you know, they were they were down at halftime to Houston. Uh, but then Houston's quarterback threw three interceptions in the second half, including a pick six. Tech comes back, wins that game. They were down to Stephen F. Austin. Uh you know, in the first half and needed a fourth down and goal, you know, b- pass breakup into the end zone on the last play to win 28-22 against Stephen F. Austin. You can look at the film and say, ah, oh, this Texas Tech team is no good. But then you look at their running back, Taj Brooks, is averaging 8.1 yards per carry. As you mentioned, they can they can hurt you running the football and they can hurt you throwing the football and they run tempo. The last time Texas saw tempo was against Arkansas in the second half and they got, they got mashed. Now they were gassed because the offense wasn't doing anything in the first half of that game. But my point is Texas tech is, is a better than you think football team. Who's pretty good against the run. They got good linebackers. They're good on the defensive line. And, and then on offense, they got playmakers. They got a quarterback with experience. They got two good running backs in addition, you know, to Eric as you So, you know, 
this will be a great test of where this football team is going into that gauntlet that you were just talking about. Yeah, and I think that you also have to consider the emotional aspect of this game. I mean, you know, as you mentioned, Texas Tech was down to, or was uh, leading Texas, excuse me, by 15 with three minutes left in that game last year, and then Texas ends up winning it in overtime. That had to sting a little bit. And, you know, this is there. I know that the quarterback wasn't on the team last year, but still these are a lot of the same returners that Texas Tech had last year. You have to expect them to come to Austin breathing fire, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and 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 this is the beginning of the SEC vitriol, right? That the Big 12 teams who who are getting left behind, now they're always up for Texas, and Texas Tech always seems to be up for Texas. I mean, it doesn't seem to matter if they're starter. I remember the year that Alan Bowman was out injured and the backup quarterback came in and, you know, put up Heisman-like numbers and almost beat Texas and Lubbock. Now, you know, the games in Austin, that that matters in this rivalry, as we know, uh, 2008. Um, and so you know, it matters, but Texas Tech is going to be, you know, amped. They're going to, it's going to be a different Texas Tech football team than what we've seen that, you know, was trailing Houston in the first half and trailing Stephen F. Austin in the first half. Uh, last week, they pounded Florida International, Florida International, um, you know, probably a lot like what people are saying about Rice. Uh, this week. So, but my, my point is Texas tech is they're good on special teams too, Taylor. I mean, they've got Austin McNamara, who's like second in the league in punting. He's got a better average than Cameron Dicker and their field goal kicker. Eh, he's three of three on the season with a long of 34, but they've got guys who can hurt you in the return game. And this is a, this can be a good test for Texas. Yeah, it is. And this is going to be a good test, too, for Casey Thompson and, you know, the offense. I mean, obviously, when you hear Texas Tech, you don't think of outstanding defense or anything, but it, it's a conference opponent. This is his first start against a conference opponent. You know, this is his first uh, really, honestly, playing time for the most part against a conference. opponent. I know he's gotten into a few games, but still, you know, he's never been the guy. And this will be, you know, a challenge um, in itself. I think that you know, I think Texas Tech has been pretty good in holding, um, you know, stopping a lot of opponents running game. And you saw against Rice, you know, Texas um, put up, what was it, 427 yards rushing. So that's that's a huge strength to the, the Texas team, obviously. And they're going to be going up to a defense that's done a decent job, at least, in, you know, kind of containing and um, slowing down a, the opponent's run games for the first three games of the season. Yeah, yeah, I uh I'm I'm excited about this one. I think um, Texas gets a chance to to show what they're all about because they have not faced. I mean, I I say that um, Traylon Burks at Arkansas is is legit and and you know, but he 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 wasn't as productive because of the quarterback KJ Jefferson, who's not as skilled of a passer as Tyler Shuck, who completed. 65% of his passes last year at Oregon and helped lead Oregon to that Pac-12 championship last year. And, and so, you know, this is a better quarterback receiver combination this week because Eric Ezekanma is six foot three, 220 pounds. He's, he's Troy O'Meary. 
he's what you hope Troy O'Meary becomes. But from a size standpoint, that's that's who he is. And I mean, Texas fans remember uh, as you from last year. I mean, this guy runs through tackles. He's a big, strong guy and he's got some wiggle. It'll be it'll be a good test. Um, a couple things that stood out to me, Taylor, from what we heard from from Sarkeesian and, and from the players today, uh, especially Ovi Agofu, who uh, the Notre Dame uh, transfer defensive end um, outside linebacker. You know, he said, we're still trying to figure ourselves out on defense. And the most important thing is chemistry. And so, you know, they're trying to figure it out. And it's interesting because he's a transfer. Ray Thornton's a transfer. Um, they've got some, you know, new guys at linebacker, Luke Brockermeyer, uh, who haven't played with these guys in the past, although Luke's doing a good job. He was the leading tackler um, in the Rice game. Uh, DeMarvin Overshawn, uh, according to Ovia Gofu, is the engine of, of this defense. But they got to get some things figured out here, and especially when they go tempo, uh, because they really lost their communication when Arkansas went tempo. And that's something I'm going to be watching this week against Texas tech because, um, you know, rice, that's not their style. They're a, they're a beat you down with heavy sets and tight ends. They're not going to go tempo. Um, tech will, and let's see how the Texas defense handles it uh, after somewhat of a debacle in the second half of the Arkansas game. Yeah. And think about the, another thing that stood out to me chip from one of the players is bj foster had mentioned that you know the secondary really hasn't been challenged very much this season and they're about to be in big 12 play i mean you know the style of offenses is no it's no secret what the big 12 can do both in the ground game but especially in the passing game against um opposing defenses even some of the best defenses in the country have struggled to you know contain the passing attack that a lot of teams in the big 12 do have and with bj foster saying that they haven't been tested that that's huge to me and you know the i feel like the texas defense has done pretty well this season um i know the arkansas game it doesn't look great but you can argue a lot of you know kind of defend them a little bit in that in that the offense couldn't get anything going had so many three and outs that the defense was gassed i mean that's the reality of it and so um but overall they really haven't you know what 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 bj foster's probably said is probably true they really haven't had um faced a really potent passing attack um arkansas you know did put up some on them but not anywhere near i think the arm of what they're about to see in tyler shuck yeah yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a good uh a good test for this texas defense which has not gotten great pass rush uh by just rushing four they ended up with uh you know sacks against rice one from dj harris late in the game one from ovia gofu um, but they haven't been able to consistently rush the passer uh, early in games and that's something that that's got to evolve it's got to develop um, because that's something we expected from this texas defense with the kind of talent that they have up front um, alfred collins who was so good in the first quarter of the bowl game last year hasn't been a factor at all yet uh, this season. And that's a little bit of a disappointment for me because he's such a physical talent 
and you want to keep nurturing that you want to keep building that you 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 want to see him develop and and so you know they gotta they gotta develop that pass rush and it's even harder against a tempo team to to get there uh, when they're getting the ball out so quickly so yeah and Sarkeesian did talk about that today he talked about that the pass rush you know he feels that it's been okay he thought that it was best um week one against Louisiana and then he said that it was a pretty much I can't I don't know if he said this exactly but I think he said it's borderline was non-existent against Arkansas and then he said against Rice you know that when the opportunities did present themselves that he thought it was good but there weren't a ton of opportunities because they were you know handing it off a lot quicker um against Texas defense last in the Saturday's uh 58 to nothing win over Rice so that's going to be huge and that's especially against these big 12 type of offenses that can just absolutely torch you in the passing game with the skill players that they have at receivers and what you know the quarterbacks that this league have and what the the play callers offensive play callers in this league can do I mean you know you can't overlook how badly you can get gashed either with you know the run game or the passing game in the big 12 and that's you know getting after the quarterback is so crucial especially now and that's something that you know, Bo Davis and Pete Kukowski has got to get that defensive line ready to go and, you know, um, not allow the quarterback to have much time in the pocket. Because if that happens, the style of quarterbacks and the the talent of quarterbacks in this league can really be, you know, a detriment to the defense's success. Yeah. And one one more thing on B.J. Foster before we get to uh, love it or leave it. B.J. Foster, um, you know, has matured he told us today and you know he's had his issues and last year was really frustrated because he just didn't have a, a great uh, relationship with Chris Ash the defensive coordinator who also coached safeties and and BJ walked off the field uh, in the in the UTEP game the opener of last season when um, some backups went in ahead of him in garbage time and he just felt so frustrated, but he's also played hurt with an injured shoulder. He's healthy. Now he says he's more mature and he feels like the veteran back there, the general, he said, uh, helping to orchestrate everything. And of course he had the interception against Arkansas, which I mentioned, he gives credit to Jade Barron, uh, the young corner uh, for telling him, Hey, they're about to throw this glance, sit down in this zone and he did and pulled it off and that led to texas's first touchdown of that arkansas game in the third quarter but um it's good to see bj foster contributing again and and being you know a mature guy he says he's planning to to play in the nfl even if he's trying to talk it into existence so uh we'll watch how the senior progresses yeah and I just wish he would start wrapping up better when he tackles. <laughs> he still does the shoulder tackle. And yeah, that gets me. <laughs> like, I mean, he brings it like when he, he does, yeah. when he hits you with that shoulder, you go backwards. But if, as we saw from Eric, as last year against Texas tech, if it's an open field situation and he throws the shoulder, it can look bad. And Eric, as yeah. made him look real bad last year. So uh, that, that, that's another thing to watch, Taylor. All right, you ready for some love it or leave it? 
I am Chip. Before we get to love it or leave it, we are going to take a quick break, but you definitely want to stick around as we continue our football talk as Texas prepares to take on Texas Tech. So stay tuned. We will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Chip, you ready for some love it or leave it? Let's go. All right, Chip, my first love it or leave it for you is love it or leave it. We learned very little about Texas in a 58 to nothing win over Rice that can be taken forward as the Longhorns begin Big 12 play. Um, You know, I'm going to I'm going to leave this because I feel like Casey Thompson answered the call uh, in his first start. I get it. It's rice, but the efficiency, and that's what I wrote after the game at horns 24 seven, the efficiency with which he operated the offense um, leading, you know, touchdown drives on uh, six of his first or seven of eight. um, And then, you know, converting third and 17, fourth and three with a pass to, to Xavier worthy and, and he told Bijan Robinson that he was going to score right before his inside zone run play that went for 62 yards because of the way the defense was set up. And Casey knew from film study that this play was going to work. And and so I feel like all of that was huge uh, for this football team because they needed to know who their quarterback was going to be, who they could count on build around and and i feel like they got that out of this this rice game now i get it it's a whole new level against texas tech and going forward but that was an important first step to get that position ironed out Bijan robinson to me said it best it starts at quarterback and we just need to roll with casey and move forward he said that after the game and i think that that uh, is is on point, says it all. So I'm going to leave this, Taylor. Um, what what about you? I think I'm going to have to leave it too, Chip. I think that while, you know, it, let's not say that Rice is going to, you know, blow the world away or blow away a lot of people. I don't think that's the case. But I do think that you did learn, as you mentioned, you know, Casey Thompson as the starter is just as capable of being as, you know, productive for the offense and moving the offense um, as the guy, you know, a lot of times one of the knocks that a lot of people have had on Casey is that when he has been, it's been in garbage time or, you know, the game's moved away or even against Arkansas, you know, uh, there was no way Texas was going to come back in that game. So the pressure was kind of off. And I think that what you saw is that's not the case. It's not that he's only good just because he's coming off the bench when it doesn't matter. He can, he can be efficient throughout the game. And then I think the other thing too that you did learn is that the running back room is not just a, you know, one guy room. You know that there was, you know, talent with Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson, but seeing Keelan Robinson, just his, you know, as Steve Sarkeesian said, his fifth year, you know, you saw it on his touchdown run. That's something that 
I think you learn that this running back room can really, really be something special. And it could be something special down the stretch in, in the future. I mean, these are young players that are doing this. I mean, Keelan Robinson alone, he's a sophomore, you know? So um, I think that you definitely did learn a lot. And I think you did learn that the Texas defense was able to bounce back, you know, um, that loss to Arkansas was hard on the defense. I mean, let's, let's be real. They did everything they possibly could to keep Texas in that game and it didn't pay off. And that a lot of times you wonder if that's going to get into players' heads, be like, oh, here we go. It's going to be a 2017 season again where the defense does well, but the offense can't do anything. So they're going to lose close games because of it. Like, I think that, you know, seeing that the defense was able to step up and really rebound in a big way, I think that was also something you learned. Obviously, again, it's not like Rice is the same type of offense that Texas is about to face in Big 12 play. But, it, you know, you kind of learn more about the middle of the players. So I think that that is, you know, I think that's warranted of leaving that one. Yeah. All right. Love it or leave it. Number two. All right. Number two is love it or leave it. You're concerned that last year's leading receiver, Joshua Moore, has been targeted just four times the last two games and only has one reception. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to love this because this is kind of the stuff that was happening um, late in the season last year when they played West Virginia and Oklahoma State and and Josh Moore had like one catch in a three game span. And, you know, that's, he's the leading receiver on the team. Now, I, I think it's great that Jordan Whittington had a big game against Louisiana. I think it's great that Xavier Worthy had a big game, seven catches, 84 yards and a touchdown against Rice. And Xavier Worthy and Casey Thompson both talked about their film study during the week and how, Worthy said, throw it to me on the fourth and three um, in the on their very first drive. Uh, it was an option route, and and he hit Worthy, and Worthy turned it into a 31-yard catch and run and then hit him with the, the back shoulder fade on the touchdown, something that Casey said they had not run in practice but had worked on on their own uh, in extra reps after practice and – saw it might be available in, in during their film study. Um, but we got to get Josh Moore going, right? I mean, the leading receiver from last year. Um, and maybe that comes with the game plan. It was clear they wanted to get uh, Xavier Worthy more touches. They were running those jet sweep flip passes to him uh, three times, I believe. And and that's an easy way to get a guy who's good in space, the ball. So I know they've tried to hit Josh Moore on some deep routes and it, and it didn't work, but yeah, they got to get, they got to spread the ball around and they've got three, in my opinion, and Calvante Dixon starting to emerge as a fourth receiver who you can count on. Cause he's had two big third down catches now uh, against Arkansas and now against rice as he caught the third and 17 pass for 22 yards coming off the goal line. But yeah, they've got to get Josh Moore going. I mean, it's almost like he hasn't really taken part in the season yet. Taylor, uh, what do you say? Yeah, I think that you have to kind of love that a little bit. It should, it should be a little bit, 
I don't want to say alarming, you know, because I think that that's overcooking it at this point because, you know, especially against Arkansas, nothing was going for the offense um, for the majority of that game. So I think it's too soon to say that this is a huge alarming, you know, uh, black eye on Andre, Andre Coleman, you know, the receivers coach or anything like that, or on Joshua Moore himself. I think that the emphasis has really been um, – more on getting worthy involved as we talked about. However, when you do have the leading receiver returning from a team, you expect them to at least, you know, take off where they left off, you know, and that's not what we're seeing from Joshua Moore right now, whether it's, you know, the game planning just isn't involving him as much or what, but you, you want to see that because it, you know, in addition to your worthy speed, Joshua Moore is really fast too. He's a speedy receiver as well. Um, They're different receivers, obviously, but you know, I think that the speed can really help Texas offensively, especially in the Big 12. You know, I mean, these defenses are used to going up against fast teams. And so Texas needs to have the speed going. You know, they need to be tricky, I think, when going up against Big 12 defenses and utilize the talent that Texas has signed in recruiting classes to their advantage. And we haven't really seen that a lot of times in previous years at Texas. But I think that you do have to have a little bit of a concern right now for Joshua Moore. So I'm going to also agree and love that one. Well, I do know who was the receiver uh, recruit, Brennan Thompson, who was there uh, for, for the Rice game. He should have been impressed with the stuff they were running for Xavier Worthy. I know that. Oh, yeah, for sure. By the way, he ran up to Casey Thompson and got a picture with him right before, well, right before warm-up started in pregame. So that's another little something to file away. That is. Yeah. You notice that you're like, Hey, is that that Brennan Thompson? He just took a picture with Casey Thompson. I was like, Oh yeah. We're, we're the creepers in the press box with our binoculars looking at everything on the field before game. So. And Chris Beard, the basketball coach had five-star small forward Jordan Walsh uh, in for a visit and was walking the sidelines with him. So that's another, another kid you want to keep an eye on because he's a six, eight small forward who can shoot it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, love it or leave it, number three, Taylor. All right, the final one I have for you is love it or leave it. The line for the Longhorns and Red Raiders game opened at Texas by 11. It has since dropped to Texas by nine. That still feels like too many points to give Tech, even for a home game. Yeah, I'm going to love this because it doesn't matter how crappy Tech is before they face Texas. They always seem to play Texas really well. I think back to the, what, 2017 game or 28, 2017, I think. Sam Ellinger had a 10-point lead in the in the fourth quarter, and they couldn't convert. They threw it on third and two. They didn't, they totally mismanaged the game down the stretch, and they ended up losing the game, and it just seems like Tech always you know, I, I get it. Cliff Kingsbury was there when they were running some crazy plays, trick plays to get Texas, and they all seem to work. But yeah, Tech always seems to be that thorn, you know, that that no matter how badly they're playing, they they show up against Texas and and look better than you've seen them on film at any point. And I, I do, I like Rico Jeffers, their linebacker, and I like their defensive line. I think they've are okay in the secondary, but they picked up some transfers in the secondary from Wisconsin. Um, and and they're 
those transfers are helping. I mean, in, in addition to Tyler Shuck, the transfer from the quarterback transfer from Oregon. So yeah, I think this, I think Texas wins, but I think it's, I think it's like a touchdown or less Taylor. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think you're right. I think you have to probably love this, you know, because you're, I mean, this is, you don't know what you're going to get right now, I think, from Texas Tech. But, you know, they do have a capable quarterback. They have two capable running backs. They have, you know, a good receiving core. So they have the talent to keep in games for sure. I do agree. I think that Texas will win this game. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's another close one, like it seems to always be, as you mentioned, with Texas Tech. So, you know, I mean, I'm not a betting person, so I'm not really good on, like, you know, all of the lingo when it comes to spreads and, you know, over under any of that type of stuff. But yeah, I mean, nine points still seems like too many. I think I would think maybe a touchdown, but I could even see it being less. I mean, you just, you don't know what this Texas Tech team could bring to the table. And, and, you know, the last time Texas faced a, a good running attack, they struggled in Arkansas. And so, and they wore them down. And so, with Texas having two capable backs, I mean, this could get tricky, I think, for sure. So, yeah, I'm going to agree. I love it and say that that's too many points to um, to have the, you know, margin or whatever it's called. And I know my lingo is terrible when it comes to betting. But, yeah. <laughs> You're smart not to bet. Um, I don't bet either. And that's uh, – that's. I just know that – I know what the betting lines are. And I do know that Taj Brooks, the running back at Texas Tech, is averaging 8.1 yards per carry. And that will get your attention. Um, all right, Taylor, good stuff. And uh, everybody get over to horns247.com. If you're not an annual member, then what are you waiting for? We've got all the scoop for you. The Insider comes out on Thursday mornings and um, the Morning Brew. And, I mean, Mike Roach and and uh, Nick Harris getting you all the recruiting scoop Jeff Taylor and myself getting you all the team news. And, and then if you're an annual member, you get all VIP access to every team site on the 24 seven sports network. And don't forget to also subscribe to the horns 24 seven YouTube channel. Taylor tells me if we get to 5,000 subscribers on the horns 24 seven YouTube channel, you and I are shotgunning beers at the state fair of Texas on on video for the Horns 24-7 YouTube channel? Yeah, I don't know if this is one of my best ideas or one of my worst ideas yet, but we'll learn. So definitely go over there and subscribe to the Horns 24-7 YouTube channel. We're going to be expanding our video brand substantially in the coming months and um, everything. So you'll want to be subscribed to it so you get all the latest Texas videos. And one of those videos could just be us, uh, you know, chugging and choking on some beer in the state fair. So I'll just definitely need a Fletcher's corny dog to wash it down um, if we do have to do that challenge. <laughs> I'm just glad we're going back to what we hope is a normal state fair of Texas because that is yes. the greatest game day atmosphere in sports. And, uh, and until next time. And don't forget, we will have our behind the Enemy Lines preview on the flagship podcast uh, coming out on Thursday. We'll talk to, to Jarrett Johnson, the publisher of InsideTheRedRaiders.com. So until next time, for Taylor Estes, I am Chip Brown. Thanks for listening to the flagship podcast. Uh, stay safe and keep the faith.
Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats.